Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Tristan Fielder, and I'm a first-year medical student here in San Antonio, Texas. I'm here with you today to talk about something called Internet Gaming Disorder. I am not a psychologist or psychiatrist, uh, just an everyday social scientist just like you, uh, looking to explore, discuss, and learn more about Internet Gaming Use Disorder. In 2013, the DSM-5 identified Internet Gaming Disorder as a potential disorder that warrants further research. Uh, Since then, in 2013, there, there has been some discussion on, on whether or not Internet Gaming Disorder should be uh, really identified as its own unique um, sort of problem. In 2017, Anthony M. Bean and colleagues argued that it's really unclear whether Internet Gaming Disorder should be viewed as a unique disorder or as an expression of some underlying mental condition. In September of 2018, the World Health Organization described Internet Gaming Disorder in the 11th revision of the International Classification of Diseases as a pattern of gaming behavior characterized by impaired control over gaming, increasing priority given to gaming or other activities to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other interests and daily activities, and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. For gaming disorder to be diagnosed, the behavior pattern would normally have been evident for at least 12 months. So if we think about what the World Health Organization is saying there, um, essentially, to me, it has a lot of similarities with any other sort of substance abuse disorder or gambling disorder, things like that. Um, you're pathologically using something, in this case, uh, internet gaming, uh, to the point in which it uh, has pathologic effects on other areas of your life and, and perhaps even your daily activities, right? The American Psychiatric Association also published some diagnostic criteria, and they identified nine areas to characterize internet gaming disorder. The first one is preoccupation. Is the person worried about gaming all the time? Do they think about when they're going to play next? Are they researching how to play better in the future um, at any waking moment? Uh, Do they experience withdrawal when they're forced to stop play games, right? Are they restless, irritable, moody, angry, anxious, or even sad when attempting to cut down or stop gaming? Do they experience tolerance? Does the person need to play an increasing amount of gaming um, to experience the same satisfaction, right? The fourth criteria is have they tried to reduce or stop their uh, use of gaming? Number five is um, do they give up other activities for gaming, right? This goes back to uh, pathological effects on other areas of our life, right? Are we ignoring other responsibilities or hobbies in our life in order to play games? Number six is that uh, the person continues despite problems. So are you continuing to play games despite obvious negative effects in your life? The seventh criteria 
is uh, deception or lying or covering up your use of internet gaming. The eighth criteria is does the person use gaming to escape adverse moods? So is this sort of a relief uh, from stressors? Is this a coping mechanism for you, right? And number nine is do you risk or lose relationships and opportunities as a consequence of your game playing? Um, are you losing opportunities at work? Um, are you losing your relationship with your significant other because of the amount you play games, right? Um, so these are, these are all criteria that I think make intuitive sense, um, but now we know exactly what it is that we're discussing, right? So the next logical question is, okay, so we know what internet gaming disorder is, but is it really prevalent? Um, does it really affect people in the United States? And the answer is that, well, it's uh, not as prevalent as some of us may think. Um, a national survey of American youth aged 8 to 18 put the prevalence of internet gaming disorder at 8.5% of all gamers surveyed. And this was conducted by Gentile in 2009. So now that we kind of understand uh, how prevalent it is, um, we can talk about some of the more uh, interesting uh, ideas surrounding it. So I, in my literature search, I found a study published in 2018 where Stefano Triberti and colleagues argued that what matters with internet gaming disorder is when you play. They found that internet gaming disorder seems to be associated with morning play a time of day when healthy individuals are normally participating in other activities, such as work, school, hygiene, household chores, or, or whatever else it might be, right? Um, Quote-unquote, normal people are usually spending their weekday and weekend mornings being uh, a little bit more productive than uh, spending them playing games. That's sort of an interesting aspect that uh, I'm going to add into this discussion later. The DSM-5 states that internet gaming disorder is most common in male adolescents, 12 to 20 years of age. Recall that the uh, survey by Gentile um, surveyed youth aged 8 to 18, right? So um, here the DSM-5 is saying 12 to 20 years and males, male adolescents. Uh, many studies uh, time and time again have found that males are playing internet games at exceptionally greater percentages than their female counterparts, right? Um, so us males enjoy uh, playing video games a lot more. Here in just a minute, we're gonna talk with my little brother, who is a 15-year-old male adolescent, uh, also here in Texas. So I'm excited to hear from someone I, could, I would consider an expert uh, in internet gaming and an avid, maybe even pathologic, Fortnite consumer. To give some context for some of our uh, perhaps more intellectual listeners that uh, haven't played Fortnite yet or may not know much about it, uh, Fortnite is a sort of 
Battle Royale game where 100 players all log on and uh, match into a group together and they are dropped from a sort of plane, right? They're dropped from a plane onto an island, a huge open world island battlefield complete with structures everywhere, buildings, towns, and in these buildings and towns, you can find loot, including weapons, healing items, uh, and, and whatever else, right? And when you're dropped in, the idea is that you're trying to be the last man or team standing, right? So a battle to the death, so to speak. This game has gained incredible popularity over uh, the last couple years since it came out. Um, it's arguably the most popular video game of all time. Recently, Forbes magazine uh, published an article uh, describing that Epic Games, the company that founded uh, or created Fortnite, is now worth over 50 billion dollars and that may not sound like much but it is important to note that Fortnite is in fact a completely free game and you can have almost all of the functionality of the game for free right you just hit download on your gaming system and play the game for free where the cost comes in is uh, when you want to purchase a new costume for your character these are referred to as skins, right? So uh, someone like my little brother, who plays Fortnite a lot with his friends, wants to have the coolest, uh, newest, or maybe the rarest skin or costume for his character um, so he can have the most social capital in the game, right? If someone sees you with the rarest, the coolest uh, costume on your character, um, that's pretty awesome. So there's inherent um, desire to have the coolest costume for your character, even though it changes nothing about the game experience, nothing about the gameplay, gives you no associated in-game advantages. So this income model has been incredibly successful for Epic Games and uh, their associated investors, right? Um, so that is an incredible phenomenon in itself, right? So now that we understand kind of what Fortnite is, what internet gaming disorder is, um, and all of that good stuff, let's talk about a survey uh, that is used to uh, screen for internet gaming disorder. I'm talking about the problem video game playing questionnaire. Um, it's usually uh, abbreviated to PVP. So this questionnaire, the PVP, was published in the British Journal of Addiction in 2002 by Tejairo Salguero and Bersabe Moran. A 2013 review presented in the Clinical Psychology Review Journal by a team of professors from Australia, the Netherlands, and the UK found that among 18 instruments analyzed, this PVP was the only one that demonstrated capacity to assess the proposed DSM-5 classification of internet gaming disorder, right? 
Um, so this questionnaire has been determined to be um, the most effective or one of the, the, the most effective questionnaires um, screening devices that we have, right? Um, and let me tell you a little bit about this before, uh, before we talk to my brother. The PVP includes nine items. It's a nine-item survey, and each item tests a uh, sort of specific diagnostic criteria. The first item tests preoccupation or worry about gaming, right? The second item tests for tolerance, like we talked about earlier. Are they needing to consume increasing amounts of games, right? The third item tests for loss of control. Other items test diagnostic criteria such as withdrawal, escape, lying and deception, disregard for the physical or psychological consequences of their gaming, and for the disruption of schooling or family life, right? So these are all things that we've talked about uh, as parts of the other diagnostic criteria listed by the American Psychiatric Association. So the PVP, um, according to my brief research, is one of the best things that we have to screen for internet gaming disorder. So guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna screen our 15-year-old volunteer to see what it looks like. Does my brother have internet gaming use disorder? Alright, we're back here. I have my brother on the line. He's a 15-year-old adolescent uh, who lives in Texas nearby, uh, but not near enough to meet him in person today. So we have him over the phone. Uh, would, would you say that you're a Fortnite expert? Is that accurate? Yes, I would say that's accurate, but expert? Um, like, I would like you to define how you mean like completely explain exactly how you're talking here so you've played like at least multiple hundreds of hours of fortnite i think and like you've seen tons of youtube videos and like done a lot of research into fortnite right so you know a ton about the game and a ton about like how to play it well so i think that you would qualify as something of an expert as far as fortnite goes right so you mean as an knowledge expert yeah exactly yes all right yes i wouldn't say expert in the game but knowledge wise yes (laughs) all right so we're here with the fortnite expert all right let's go um so would you say that a lot of people at your high school um specifically like the boys at the high school play uh a tremendous amount of fortnite like a ton of fortnite or or or, or what do you think it looks like? Like, how many people are oh, playing it at your school? Oh, yes, definitely. So we got, like, what, 200 people at our school? Yeah. And I guarantee you half of them probably play Fortnite. Half of the people, the guys, they definitely play Fortnite. Most of them. Only half, huh? That's crazy. All right. I mean, not all, dude. But, like, still. Either way, it's a lot. All right, um... So, when did Fortnite come out? 
Um, it came out in, um, I'm pretty sure in around, wait, um, it, the Battle Royale version of it came out in around September or August of 2017. September or August of 2017. All right, so it's been out for, yes. what, a year and, like, a, f- a half. A half, yeah, a year and a half. Okay, uh, so when did you start playing it? Uh, I started playing February 14th, 2018. February 14th, 2018. You remember the day you first played? Yes, I don't remember because <laughs> of a certain reason. I remember it because of, uh, it, it, it tells me when I downloaded. Every time I get an update on Fortnite, it tells me when I downloaded it. Uh, it always tells me February 14th, 2018. Uh, all right, all right. Um, I downloaded it. So you've been playing it for a little, well, almost a year now right yes sir all right cool um so i was telling the the folks that are going to be listening to this this podcast about uh skins and how that is kind of the way that uh the creators of fortnite um sort of make money off of the game what do you know about skins or could you like describe to us like kind of what that's like cosmetic device it does no real advantage in the game honestly you don't have to buy them but for some people i don't know like myself it just brings enjoyability to the game it brings more diversity into having fun with it even though it may not make sense wearing a skin versus wearing a no skin i don't know what it is with it it just it makes you feel cooler in the game it makes you have more pride i guess a bigger ego like if you have a rare skin Oh, that guy has a rarer skin than all of us. We're scared of him because he's obviously been playing longer than us or, you know, stuff like that. That That's actually an awesome description. So it's kind of like a uh, clout indicator, right? It's like a coolness factor. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's just like, oh, hey, he's got a cool skin. Like There might even be like a component of like dominance there, right? If somebody has like a skin from when the game first came out you're like almost scared to fight that person in the game right oh most definitely when you see people with the gold trooper renegade raider skins like that you're very scared because they that means they've been playing since season one and things of that and that means they all if they have the renegade raider that means they also had to play because you had to get to a certain level to even be able to buy that skin in the first place that is ridiculous okay so how much does a skin usually cost if you just want to buy like one well, I guess it depends on the variety. There's all there's many different varieties. There's green, blue. <clears throat> so, so what's the cheapest green. skin, and then like the most expensive one? So here, wait. Let me go back on that. Green, blue, purple, and legendary or gold, as they would say it most of the time. Um, the most expensive skin is gold, and usually those ones price for about $20. The epic skins are about $15, but most of the time, they like to get you on the scam, and you have to buy the $20 pack to even buy one of those skins. Either way. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you did some crap. Okay, okay. And um, you have your blue skins, which are 120 V-Bucks, which is uh, basically... V-Bucks translate to every 100 V-Bucks is equal to $1. Oh, okay. Okay. So, it's 1,200 V-Bucks, which means it's $12. And then there's the 
green skins, which honestly are probably some of the most better skins in the game. And they're about 800 V-Bucks. So, so about $8. 8 bucks, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so we're looking at anywhere from $8 to around $20 per costume for your character. Yes. Yeah. So uh, how much uh, would you just like guess? I mean, I know that you probably don't know, but like how much do you think that you've spent on these skins like since you started playing the game a year ago? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> this is a rough question to ask, but I would probably say sadly probably about $500. 500 Yes, sir. Wow. I didn't know that, dude. That's that's it. That's intense. Incredible. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do you, I guess, like, a good question is, do you think it was worth it? Honestly, yes. Really? It, like, they provide that much uh, more of, like, enjoyment in your life? Because, like, you play the game a lot. It's, like, your primary source of entertainment, right? So, it makes it oh, that, yeah. that much better for you that, that it was worth it. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple skins that are rare, so that really makes me happy. Like, having skins that are rare makes everyone happy, because rare skins... that it Basically, when you have a rare skin on your account, it means your account is worth more right. than a normal account, with your, the same amount of skins. Right, so theoretically, you could sell your account to someone else, and maybe make some of the money that you spent back. Oh, yes, definitely. Right, okay, that's pretty cool. But don't talk about that, because that's maybe against the terms and write a Fortnite, so shh. Right, no one actually does that. This is all theoretical, um, exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. so um, let me ask, so that's kind of a lot of money to have spent on Fortnite. So um, mom and dad aren't going to listen to this, so... Uh, remember, <laughs> don't, uh, don't, don't think about it. There's only one right answer, right, to these questions. Um, oh, yes. So one of the questions wow. I wanted to ask is, have you ever, like, um, lied about, like, spending money on Fortnite, you know? Like, spent money on Fortnite and then, like, lied about it or somehow, like, lied about getting more money to spend on Fortnite? Does that make sense? Um, you know, yes. Probably, yes. Really? So, like, uh, man, like, how many times can you remember, uh, I guess, like, kind of, like, lying? Like once. Maybe, like, once. It was at my birthday. I asked for a bunch of gift cards, and but I didn't tell mom and dad about it. But when I did tell them about it, they were pretty angry. <laughs> they were pretty angry that I spent about $150 just for Fortnite. Oh, my goodness. $150 in birthday money on, on Fortnite. <laughs> That's a... Uh, yep. That's wild. Okay, well, thanks for telling me um, the real deal. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. But if you enjoy it and it's worth it, then you know maybe maybe that's okay. Um, I mean, here, let me set this example. We all have our hobbies that we spend money on that may not come out to give us anything back. We all have them. That's a you strong. Yeah, that's a very strong argument. Um, it's a really strong argument. Yeah, I do a lot of things that will not have any kind of economic or like tangible returns uh for enjoyment probably every day right so um that's that's pretty that's a pretty stout argument actually all right let me see what else uh i want to ask you so 
do, do you often spend time, I mean, I think you do, but uh, you can tell me about it. Do you often spend time like um, researching uh, or learning how to play the game better or thinking about when you're going to play it next and things like that? Always. Always? So I'm you're always learning how to play the game better. I'm watching videos, tutorials, how to build better, how to aim better, things of that sort. Just watching pro players play so you can learn their techniques and slowly get into use of that. Cool. So it would you say like you probably watch Fortnite and try to learn something new about it? Um, maybe even like every day or what? Oh, most definitely. There's always a new meta. There's always something new that's really good. So you, if you don't know about it every day, you're gonna walk into a game and you're gonna get clapped by it, and you'll have no idea what just happened. <laughs> so so meta meaning like the new best technique, right? Yes. Yeah. Meta. Yes. And and for those listening that may not know much about the game, again, he was talking about learning techniques and strategies to build. And uh, in the game, you can obtain materials that allow you to build your own structures uh, in the game, which makes uh, it, it gives you a very nice tactical advantage if you can build a structure uh, to provide cover or to give you uh, elevation so you can have the um, height elevation advantage against your opponent. Things like that, so it's a very critical part of the gameplay uh, for the people that oh, do play it. To tell you the truth, that's probably what makes Fortnite one of the best games in the world right now. It's not even the Battle Royale aspect, it's the building in the game. It just brings, all the other Battle Royale games are just hiding behind natural cover. In this game, you get to bring the cover to yourself, and you get to, it, it means more of a skill, like, it means more of a skill gap, which... Most people that are skilled at the game really enjoy because when there's a skill gap, that means the best players will win and the not-so-good players will lose. Exactly. Which is how it should be in video games because that's the point of a video game. Exactly, exactly. All right, so um, when you first started playing Fortnite a year ago and, and like, throughout your time playing it until, like, today, um, would you say that you've ha- you've increased your amount of time like playing Fortnite throughout time like have you played more and more Fortnite when you can as opposed to when you started playing or what does that look like oh i would say most definitely did start increasing i mean when i started playing it was like an hour on a after school day i play with my buddies we hop on and see if we can have some fun back then for me it was just hopping on with my buddies having fun now for me it's a competitive game that I really enjoy because I like competitiveness and I just really enjoy being able to have a certain skill. It's just so different from Call of Duty when you have to learn how to strafe and things. It's all about aim. This game just brings in so many different ways for there to be different ways in skill. Yeah, okay. I just love that factor of it. Alright, so would you say that like your increase in time playing the game, like like per day, uh, you playing more and more of it has to do with it just like getting more popular or is it just because like you personally really like the game a lot or what me personally really like the game a lot honestly it's like the fact of people still going back and playing the old video games like call of duty black ops 2 i don't think they play a lot because it's not popular anymore that game has been dead for years but it doesn't change the fact that twenty thousand people are still not playing it right now because that's what they personally enjoy of the game because that game was still one of the best games ever made. It doesn't change the fact of that. It's like Minecraft. Dude. There's still people making millions of views off of Minecraft videos till the, to this day. It's just dead. 
no one knows about it. It's not a popular thing, but there's still people making out there doing it, bringing the content and things like that. That's a very interesting point, actually. Um, so, wow. Okay. So maybe it doesn't have to do with as much of the popular cultural um, following that Fortnite has, and it has more of uh, or, or for some people like you, it's more of like you really genuinely love the game personally. Um, yes. And, that, and that's pretty interesting. So <laughs> let me pick another topic here. All right. Um, so like you play a, a lot of Fortnite, and you're telling me that shortly after you started playing, um, our parents told you that you could not play during the weekday or the the weekdays right during the week oh i'm sorry what was that again so uh i was saying that that you've been playing a lot of fortnite you really like playing it a lot but shortly after you started playing it our parents told you that you couldn't play during the week right yes this is correct so uh the question i want to ask is when you're forced uh, or kept or prohibited from playing uh, Fortnite, do you get like upset and irritated about that, or what do you think? Um, I would say yes, I do get very upset and irritated about it because it, it's more to the fact of that I can't play because of something I did so long ago, so, and it doesn't matter, and it hasn't mattered for nine months, <laughs> eight months. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, so, so it's definitely sort of like something that you enjoy. So, of course, naturally, your parents would use it um, for, for, yes. for disciplinary uh, action, oh, yes. right, when, when, uh, when it is required or needed. So that's something that they can uh, prohibit you from using um, and kind of inflict, inflict some pain, right? Um, so, yes, of course. Okay, okay. Uh, when you feel like on the weekends when you can play, uh, whenever you like feel bad or like upset or like depressed or something, do you like to go play Fortnite to like make you feel better? Is that a thing? It is very much so a thing. Really? So like... It's a good way to help you filter your emotions a positive way rather than doing some stupid stuff, some other dumb coping mechanism like smoking weed and drinking alcohol and partying and doing all these dumb things that can get you killed, hurt, or messed up. That's actually incredibly, uh, that's an important point. I was recently looking, when I was doing, uh, when I was preparing for this, I found a a study that suggested that uh, college males, college students that were males that play games once a week were significantly less likely uh, to partake in behaviors like um, alcohol consumption and drug use and things like that. So that that's a good point that you make. Mm-hmm. So uh, have you, because you've played a lot of Fortnite, like have you ever had any issues because you've been playing so much Fortnite? Like does it get you in trouble? Um, does it get you in trouble when you play too much Fortnite? Oh, yes, it gets me in trouble. Right, okay, so it can be... Um, a problem, I guess, if you play too much, right? Yes. Um, I try my best to stay out of trouble. I try to be more controlled about it. But, you know, when being restricted on the weekdays, the only thing I want to do when I come home on Friday, when I know I can't go out and do anything because I won't be allowed, I don't want to come home and do work all Friday afternoon when all that's all I've done all week. I want to come home and play Fortnite all day. I want to come home and play Fortnite all week. Like, I don't... 
I've been restricted all week to not doing the one thing that I wanted to do when I come home. So, like, how, I just don't see the point in how you could expect me to not do that on home when I come home and you're not going to let me go out and do anything else, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I definitely get that. I mean, you got to have something to do, right? So, um, so are, are you allowed to play on Fridays or does that count as a weekday? Oh, yes. No, we're allowed. We're oh, okay. Allowed. So, you are allowed. So, you do come home and play Fortnite. Okay. Oh, yeah, I um, do. So, would you say that playing Fortnite too much or like a lot on the weekends or whatever for you and you can talk about your friends too, maybe they've run into trouble with this. Um, have you ever seen it uh, have you ever seen it have bad effects on like you being able to get your homework done or your chores or things like that? On the weekends or the weekdays? Uh, I, I mean whenever have you ever played Fortnite and uh, has it gotten in the way of like your chores and your homework and then um, you either get in trouble for not doing your homework or you make a bad grade or you don't get your chores done things like that I would say it's more for the chores factor for me but uh, I will have been yes sometimes it does but 90% of the time I would say no 90% of the time it doesn't really uh, disrupt like you being able to get your normal stuff done like your your. it doesn't disrupt me to get my normal stuff done I don't, I guess, well, I would say I do rush a little bit to get done, but it's not like I'm going to sit there and have a horrible time about it. I'm going to get it done with a good attitude so I can go back to doing what I want to do. All right. So like you're inclined to try to get stuff done quick uh, so that you can go back to playing Fortnite. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Basically. All right, so have you uh, ever tried to, like, cut back on playing Fortnite? You know, like, have you ever tried to play less? For me, no, because I'm already cut back by strict rules, so I have no real reason to cut back on the weekends. You know what I mean? There's no point. Yeah. I'm already cut back because by force. But if I played all week and, like, if I could, dude, I'd probably start cutting myself back at some time, just, like, to, like... An hour and a half on weekdays, I would do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play too much on the weekdays because I know I have stuff that I need to do during the weekdays. Weekdays is for is for school and work. It's not meant for video game playing for eight hours. It's meant to, that's what the weekend is for. I think. Yeah, the the weekends for enjoying yourself. Yeah. So, uh, tell us, I guess, what it's like on the weekends when you do get to play. Um, do you stay like? Like, do you stay up all night, or do you wake up in the morning and play, or do you just play all day, or, like, what? Um, I don't really get up in the morning and play, because I normally have to go outside and do work on Saturday mornings and things like that, but, I mean, if I had the decision to, I would most definitely stay up all night long. I normally, like, my parents, our parents will tell us to me, like, 11, but... I'll be really quiet to stay up to like two because like I I don't want to you're you cut me off on the weekends and I can never play then but then you come home and it's the weekend and I'm trying to play as much as possible because it's the weekend and I have nothing I really need to do and then they're like oh yeah you need to cut it off early but it's like okay well I get that but at the same time it's like you already cut out a lot of my playing time and then you cut it off at night when night is really the time that is probably best. Yeah, so so night is like usually the best because there's other people like your friends are online playing or what? Oh yeah, they're up late playing all night. But I will say I 
I stayed up. I've done many all-nighters playing before. Many all-nighters playing Fortnite. Oh, yes, many. Wow, that is crazy. Okay, I can't even pull an all-nighter, like, for any reason. Um, that's that's pretty nuts. Um, yep. Okay, so uh, for the record, for our listeners, um, if anyone hasn't uh, really picked up on this yet, our parents are are uh, rather strict, um, right? Or, or what maybe most people will consider strict. Um, we have a, a, we both had the privilege um, to to spend our childhoods in, in a rather structured environment um, where, you know, we're required to do chores, right? Like you say, on Saturday mornings um, and do things that are productive yep. and get our, get our work done, keep our rooms clean, right? Things like that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> So, so that's sort of like the background story for that. And uh, for, for further context, too, um, I myself have played video games forever. Um, I spent a lot of time playing with my brother, um, and, and we've always had a pretty great time. Uh, video games can be uh, frustrating at times, but for the most part, I think we enjoy them. Would you say that? Oh, definitely. Yes, they can be very frustrating at times when weird things happen in the game, but you say, oh, I hate this game, but it really is just talk of banter, really. It doesn't mean anything. You're just saying it because at that time you're frustrated like you would do with any other thing. When you get mad at something else in real life, you get mad and you scream and cuss at it. That's just the basic of it. So like, That's just what people do. That's just a way to cope with anger, I guess. Right, so how often do you say like you... And your friends that you play with, like, get frustrated with Fortnite and kind of, like, scream and cuss at it, like, as you've said? Well, I mean, for me, it's a lot of the time because we used to have very terrible internet. And I would <laughs> lag all the time, so I would get very frustrated about that. The fact that I would die to something that I cannot control is very... It's, it's very... It makes you mad, but for most of my friends that don't lag, they nowhere near get as mad as I do. Like, they're calm, they're chill, they don't have much worry when they die, it's like whatever. They, I feel like the times when they, people like that get mad is when weird glitches in the game happen, and that's just what happens. They, they get weird glitches in the game, or just sometimes they just get absolutely wrecked. And <laughs> absolutely wrecked okay um, right so whether a player that's really good just destroyed you in the game or you have terrible internet connection like you've had for a long time both of those situations you're kind of losing control over what's going on in the game and and is that really like what's frustrating you think yes it's not having control of what's happening i feel like right yeah um, from having glitches in the game and then having really high ping and really bad internet to the point where it's just you build a wall but um you just you build a wall in front of you but you're still getting shot from that direction you build all walls behind you but you're still getting shot and you're still getting headshotted and then you get knocked somehow even though you're, you're yes. surrounded in building yes so uh for those listening ping uh, the word ping is actually a measurement of internet speed uh, that is used commonly by people that play Fortnite. Um, so uh, he was talking about having high ping, which means terrible internet connection, right? So um, now that internet is fixed, I guess, for the last few days for you, have you gotten to play since y'all have good internet? Well, let's keep this on the DL, but um, 
we got it yesterday, and I did play a little yesterday. But you weren't supposed to. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> You're I mean, crazy. I had to, bro. No, I haven't done that in like a couple months, but I had to. I wanted to see what it was like, you know? Well, was it a lot more enjoyable? Did you not get oh, frustrated? It was, it was so amazing. It was bad because we, I was playing terrible because I was tired. And me and my other friend, we were, we were just playing really bad at the time. We weren't playing good together. I don't know. We were just being bad and... Uh, yeah, that made it a little frustrating, but it's not to the point where I wanted to scream and yell at it a lot. Not like I normally would. Like, there was a time when I got down to 50 ping, and normally I played at like 100. And my constant ping with other people on the internet is like 88. So, uh, that's what it is now? Is that pretty good? Yeah. Basically, the ping measurement is the closer to zero you are, the better the internet is. Right, so now... So the highest my ping has ever got to... But back when we had our terrible internet, this just happened on the daily. It was like 1,100, which is basically <laughs> to the point where you may as well just disconnect your internet from the router and let the game log out because you can't play anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, it's so terrible. incredibly terrible and frustrating. All right, so um, we've come to a point where we're kind of short on time now, and, and I think we've had a really awesome discussion about uh, the game, um, about like the culture kind of surrounding. We've got a... Uh, direct look into the Fortnite world from yourself uh who i would consider an expert um in the knowledge region of Fortnite. in, in the knowledge area of Fortnite, maybe not uh, maybe not in the gameplay um yeah and that's okay <laughs> that's a that's a really tough game there's some good p- players out there okay so throughout this discussion i've been sort of working my way through something uh, that is called the Problems with Video Game Playing Questionnaire. Um, it's abbreviated the PVP. So this is supposedly one of the best devices to test for something called Internet Gaming Disorder, right? Um, so so it's like basically like game addiction. Um, yeah. And you may not know, but like the World Health Organization just. Uh, oh yeah, I know. The oh. CDC announced that uh, gaming is an actual addiction as of 2018. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's very true. I'm glad. I'm honestly glad it's been announced because every time you tell someone you're addicted to games, you for the past couple of years you sounded like an idiot. You didn't sound like you knew anything, but. Now that it's actually announced that it is, it kind of makes me happy because it's like you say it and it's like, oh yeah, well that's a real thing. Well, you know what I mean? is that something that like you think you have or no? I mean, I would say yes in some instances, but I still have the self-control to not play on the Wii. So, well, not self-control, but I still have to have it because I can still log on and play when I want. Right, so have- in other words, I guess it's not at the point where it's like really like hurting your life as a high school student it's not like destroying your life oh no definitely not i can power through a week just to play some games right okay so i was talking about this questionnaire that's like supposed to be like help people look for internet gaming disorder and i I was asking you uh a lot of questions that were actually the components of that questionnaire and i would venture to say that we were positive on almost, if not all, every one of the nine parts of the questionnaire, which is pretty crazy. 
which is pretty crazy. Um, the only one that is debatable is maybe the negative effects on your life, right? It hasn't had significant, oh, like, yeah. destructive effects on your life. Um, so that one... Wait, hold up. Let's, instead of just talking about the negative and destruction, like, let's explain into more, like, what you mean about it. Negative effects of life. Oh, so, like, I, I was asking you, um, has it ever kept you from doing your homework? Um, has it ever gotten you in, like, a ton of trouble? Which, yes, it gets you in trouble, right? But, um... Oh, yeah. And, and you're saying how you're able to keep doing your chores um, that our parents ask you to do um, and things like that, right? So, so in other words, you're able to accomplish uh, your, your responsibilities. 80% of the time, yes, sir. 80% of the time. Gonna say, I'm not going to be the guy that says, oh, yes, I always do it. But no, there's definitely times where I do let it slip and it does get away from me. Where you like play too too much Fortnite and it like messes you up? Yes. Wow. Sure. Okay. So if we want to count that, then like you're positive in every area of this questionnaire. Now, I don't think that you're like pathologically addicted. I don't think that you have like a disorder or a disease. But I mean, what do I you what do you think I, about this stuff? I believe I have an addiction, but I don't believe it's like. I believe gaming addiction is a different addiction. It's not one that we've totally known about or been studied before. You know, it's a different kind of addiction. It's not like drugs or alcohol. It's, I can't really describe it. It's like doing something you really love, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's not, and it's not really negatively affecting your health if you treat it right. Or I guess you could say that about a lot of, of the other addictions, but... Yeah, <laughs> anything used in moderation. It has more uplooks than downlooks. Sure, sure. There, there, you oh. think that there's more benefits than there are negative effects, right? Oh, yes, definitely. Especially, even more so, compared to many other addictions and drugs and alcohol and such like that. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else that, that you want to um, tell us about, uh, about Fortnite? Maybe you want to argue why um, it's, it really is a good thing. Um, or something like that? I mean, I can give my opinion on that really quickly. I think for certain people, it can be a good thing. Some people, I will agree, can definitely take it out of control, and that's what their life is. Like, I can understand for people that are, like, making a living off of it, you know what I mean? Like, streamers and YouTubers and uh, pro players, things like that, that are actually making a life out of it. But the people that don't do nothing in life but play Fortnite and don't get anything out of it other than enjoyment, I feel like that's a problem. I feel like that's something we actually need to work on and move forward through. If it's affecting their grades and such things like that, it needs to be, it really does need to be put into effect, but you really have to realize what affecting grades means. I feel like there's a big, broad explanation in that area of Fortnite and, or video games and grades. Sure. Sure, for like, some people, it definitely does affect, but for others, it could also be a motivation. Oh, hey, if I finish my homework, I can play. There you go, yeah. I better finish my homework and get a good grade so I can actually play my games. I see, I see. So I, I think there's two sides. It can be a negative, but you can also make it a positive okay. in that area. So let me go off of that and ask you uh, one more thing really quick because I think it's a very interesting thread uh, for us to pull on. Um so when you're in high school, you kind of have your parents bearing over you, uh, maybe almost like forcing you to make good grades and things like that and do your chores and do your stuff. So what happens 
when when people that play this much Fortnite get into college and stuff like that and they're responsible for doing everything themselves do you think that a lot of people have trouble controlling their video game use when they're on their own um i believe it can negatively affect you in that area of like being having the more lonesome area but for me personally i know it won't because it gives me anxiety like extremely terrible anxiety to the point where i'm sick when i have a bad grade well I, that's a good I thing have really bad anxiety when my grades are messed up so my mental health is it's good but you know with all the other normal human reactions of a teen i don't need this extra dose of anxiety you know what i mean sure yeah well you better be making you better be making good grades uh, <laughs> i am the all right, so uh, to finish this up, do you think that you have a problem with playing Fortnite? Are are you? Do you feel like you have an addiction? Yeah, sure. I think I have an addiction. I'm not so sure if it's a problem all the time. I feel like the thing is about it. Honestly, there's positives and negatives to everything. It just, you have to decide whether or not if the positives outweigh the negatives. For me personally, I think the positives outweigh the negatives. Instead of living a other teenagers' high school life, instead of going out and doing a bunch of bad stuff, doing stuff that's bad for you, alcohol, drugs, he's saying, shaking his horse, I stay at home. I talk to my friends all day. I get good communication with my friends. I have good friends. I have a good social life. I don't worry about things like that. And I live my good, I live a good life. Man, I just play a lot of Fortnite. This has been probably one of the most interesting and like best conversations I've had in an incredibly long time. Uh, so thank you so much for doing this with me. I think it was pretty awesome. Of course. All right, man. I knew once you invited me up here and asked me to do this, I could have some pretty good insight on it since I do have a strong opinion about it, but... I think I like to keep an open mind. I like to keep an open mind and understand where the parents and the people that are having actual trouble are coming from. The people that actually think it's a good thing are coming from. I like to have my mind on both sides of the story. Yeah, well, uh, I think I do too. And, and that's what, I guess that's what we're trying to do here is get people exposure to both sides. And uh, that was a really awesome job. So thanks a bunch again. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that you really enjoyed it and perhaps learned something new. I'm Tristan Fielder, and we'll see you next time.